Welcome to a Wiser Retirement Podcast. Before we get started with the episode, I want to tell you about a new ebook available on our website called Buyer Beware. Why do they keep trying to sell you that annuity? This ebook covers the various types of annuities, negatives to owning annuities, and better investment alternatives to annuities. To download this ebook, you can click the link in the episode notes or go to wiserinvestor.com and you'll find it at the bottom of the page. Now on to today's episode. Welcome to a Wiser Retirement Podcast, where we believe the best financial advice should always be conflict-free. I'm your host, Casey Smith. Guiding you to financial freedom today is my co-host, Brad Lyons. Hey, Brad. Hi, Casey. So um, we have a relatively new download out right now on our website. Uh, Why do they keep trying to sell you that annuity? Um, Actually, this, this is based off a blog, obviously much longer. That's actually the most viewed blog on our website right now. It has been that way for months now. And it's just in times of in times of fear, which uh what was that episode one fifty four, I think we did uh, on on fear, fear and investing, uh, people gravitate to something that seems secure. And that's not the case with annuities. It's not a secure as you think, there's a lot of hidden, it's a false sense of security. When you go on your social media and you see advertisements for things that say, uh, lock in your income, guaranteed income, or secure your future, uh, invest, in, invest differently for different times. <laughs> These are all buzzwords that are codes, codes for, or come to our free dinner. And it's like at, you know, a fancy steak restaurant, right? right? Um, these are all things, these are all tactics that people use. Fear sells and moves people, right? If I said, I have five ways, um, never to lose your money, <laughs> right? Right. Well, that's what they're saying on these it, ads. And it's always dot, 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 you know, right. afterwards. So ultimately, you don't want to be purchasing annuities. I've never seen where the math works now there are annuities that are kind of like somewhat like cds i guess they're fixed annuities where you're going to invest in the annuity and then it's going to pay you x amount for your life and then when you die they keep the rest well it's enough i think that's okay if we went out and queried a hundred people out on the street and we asked them what is an annuity to you that's what they would explain right there. I put money into an insurance company and yep. an insurance contract, and they pay me out money for the rest of my life. You know, I think everybody gets that, but 99 out of 100 insurance contracts that we see <laughs> are not that. I don't think I've ever seen one yeah. uh, fixed annuity over right. the years. And, and this goes to the point that insurance products on the whole um, are not bought. That's, they're, that's correct. They're sold. They're sold. They're sold. People don't know very seeking. different... People process. don't go sinking these things. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, they're sold at where? Mostly banks. The, the bank, the, the brokerage arm of the bank are the people who sell most of these things. And so you're walking into an environment where you feel safe and secure because it's your bank. Well, I don't know, maybe not as much anymore, but historically you've had felt secure at your bank. And, and then you're talking to this person who says, well, I can do a little better than that CD rate. I can do this... Uh, insurance product or this annuity product. 
but we break this down in our in our download. Um, you can go to our website. There's also links here in the show notes. You can go to our website and download this this ebook on why uh, we don't think that this is a this is a good idea. But just just be careful. I mean, I've mentioned it before in other podcasts. There's there not, my phone's next to me right now as we're recording this, so we're getting. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get bombarded with these advertisements, but there's there's one um, advisor that's advertising heavily for annuities, and she doesn't even use the word annuity. But you know, I I actually followed through the entire process. I didn't talk to anybody, but I followed through all, the entire process. And she's using all types of scare tactics, leaning on her legal her tax legal degree is is why she's so smart and has nothing to do with annuity sales. She's a uh, a tax attorney who probably didn't cut it and wanted to make more money. And so now she's selling these annuity contracts where she's getting six to 10% commission on, on each one being sold. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. We have to work for years at our firm <laughs> to generate that type of revenue. Yeah. And and there's a, you know, that and again, it, we could have a whole podcast on why you shouldn't buy annuities. Instead, we just wrote a little paper. It's uh, it's out there on our website. So, so go download that. Um, today we're going to talk about, uh, how much, um, how much can you spend in retirement? And so let's, let's talk about the professional way of determining this, Brad. And then I'll talk about, um, also talk about, well, I'll start with uh, the amateur way of, of looking at this. So when most people retire, they walk into, uh, they're tired of working. They can't work. Uh, their job was eliminated. I mean, so many reasons as to why we get to this, that retirement point, but typically how they're going to, go about their decision on how much income they can spend is they're probably going to sign up for social security right away. So if they're 63, 64, 65, they're just going to sign up because they're scared. They're not getting a paycheck anymore. Right. Um, they might have a pension, maybe teachers, nurses, nurses, right. Or a few people left with pensions, um, government workers. So they might start taking that a pension right away. And then they've saved money into their nest egg somewhere along the way. Right. And they probably tap into that maybe as, as they need it, but they're not really quite sure how much money they can pull out on a, on a monthly basis. Uh, or they did a spreadsheet and they're pulling out some arbitrary number based on probably unrealistic expectations of market performance going forward. Um, and then they go through life uh, 10, 15 years down the road, they start feeling the pinch from inflation. Uh, and all of a sudden they feel just feeling really squeezed and uncomfortable and they show up at our doorstep <laughs> going, this is what we did. I don't know. This is right. You know, um, and, and, and I'm not saying you can't retire if you, if you haven't done it the, our way, but it's, it's, it's not as uh, a fruitful of a retirement, right? And it's not a retirement full of confidence. Yeah. Okay. And I think when, when clients use our services, I think number one feeling they have is, is confidence, you know? So I think that's a huge mindset that, well, it goes back to our whole theme for this whole reason for this whole podcast, financial success is intentional. Yes. And it doesn't just happen. You have to be intentional about it. And that goes to the 20 year olds who are listening, who are just starting to save all the way up to the people who are stepping into retirement and beyond at that point. Right. So here's, here's the process. Um, that should be done in calculating this number. So you need to write down all of your 
income sources, potential income sources. So let's start with Social Security. You can take it now. You can take it next year or the year after, <laughs> all the way up to age 70. If you're age 70, you need to be taking Social Security. There's no benefit to wait waiting past age 70. So on your, on your uh, uh, chart of options, we have Social Security at different ages. Hopefully, we have Roth IRA money, IRA money or 401k money, right? Those roll into, into that account. We've done many podcasts about this, but keep it simple. Get all your 401ks in one place. Get all your IRAs in one place. Um, then you might have a pension, right? Uh, you might have part-time work in retirement. Um, you might have just money sitting in a savings account. You could have quite a bit of cash. So ultimately... And trying to determine your number, what our software is going to do is optimize all that. It's going to say, you probably should wait till age 70 to take Social Security, but it's going to allow you to spend more of your own money initially. So you get a smooth, you get a smooth transition, meaning if it's 10000 a month, it's 10000 a month plus inflation. Going forward, that's another thing you probably didn't do is count for inflation withdrawals <laughs> and when you did it yourself. So proper way to determine this is retiring now and determining your max income. doesn't mean you have to live on this. Is taking your the amount of money that you have invested, your cash, you want to eliminate probably two years worth of cash from the equation. So you want to have about two years of your living expenses in cash once you hit retirement. That way, when the market performs like 2022, hopefully not 23, <laughs> you have a buffer. So you go into that cash instead of having to withdraw from your portfolio, right? Then you're going to determine, the software will determine the maximum amount of money you can have by pulling optimally from all these different sources. And what we're looking for, because we're going to run a thousand different probabilities of success, right? So out of a thousand different stock and bond market variables, you're going to want to be something around 82 to 85% probability of not running out of money. It's called a Monte Carlo simulation. There's starting to be some on on free online tools that will, will offer this Really not an all-in-one package like we use with uh, Money Guide Pro. But ultimately, you want to build out the probability of not running out of money before age 95. So in that probability, in that math, this is something we do with every client every time they, they come in for their quarterly, six-month, or annual review, is making sure that we're still in this green zone. So in that probability of success, again, is looking at all the possible ways to take Social Security, is calculating when you might, when you might die. Now I assume 80, 95, if someone knows exactly when they're going to die, I can get really exact on how much money you can spend, right? We can maximize our income then. <laughs> That's right. So ultimately, um, you, you want to, you know, the reason why it's not a hundred percent is because if, if, if you have uh, uh, look at these uh, it's a spaghetti chart, if you look at the spaghetti chart, there's a thousand different ways. And so some of those ways um, you're going to be multi, multi-millionaires, maybe billionaires, right? Uh, because every year you're going to have like this 40, 50% rate of return. Right. That's not probable. It's also equally not probable that you're going to lose all your money in three years, not because you spent it, but because 
the market took it away. So that's why we want that 85% probability. Some firms will go down to 50%, which I think is crazy. And they'll just tell you in years like last year, you have to cut back your spending. So <laughs> I don't have to ever tell a client that we have to cut back their spending. So I like that 82 to 85% range. So when it's, when it's calculating that, it's, it's also calculating when the optimal time to take Social Security is. And so that ultimate time to take Social Security typically is going to be age 70 unless you have um, like some medical conditions or something that has caused our advisors to move your optimal age of 95 down to 90 or maybe even 85 if, if it were in a bad scenario. So, I mean, and, and we've done planning for people actually recently that were, were told they had a terminal condition and we were like planning with someone who probably wouldn't be here in three months. And in the process of treatment, Oh yeah, I'm going to keep working. They said I could go probably another 10, 15 years. <laughs> so you just never know. So as planners are always assuming the best case scenario, you're living, right? <laughs> right. right. And we don't want you to run out of money while you're living. Uh, that's, that's, that's never a good sign. Uh, you're probably not going to come back and, and, and complain if you died and you had too much money left over, <laughs> but you'll definitely be here complaining if you died and, if you didn't die, if you didn't die, you had you ran out of money. <laughs> exactly. Um, not because you spent it just, just because, you know, you did the normal stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so ultimately that, you know, th- th- there is a, there is a, a DIY version of this. And that is, you know, you're going to delay social security. You can pull down a little more for the years. You're not taking social security, but typically it's about that 4% drawdown rate. And there's been articles about the 4% rule doesn't work anymore. It's kind of like the 60-40 portfolio. It is not going to work, and then it does, and then it's not going to work, but then it does. Uh, so ultimately, on the 4% rule, you will add up all your IRAs, your brokerage accounts, and you could pull down 4% per year and be able to um, live on that and not run out of money, right? And that, right. that will um, take into account inflation because your portfolio will outgrow what you need for inflation over time. That's right. And that's assuming that your portfolio is properly constructed to earn that 4% plus inflation year after year after year on average over to age 95. Right? Correct. Right. But I think the hard part that DIY people have is what do you do prior to taking social security? That's why people take that social security so early because then they don't know how much to draw down. And what really the software is doing is giving you that maximum amount and then adjusting it, reverse engineering it, right? Yes. So it starts off with a hundred grand a year, but then next year it's going to be two and a quarter percent more and two compounded every single year going forward. And it's just really hard to do that kind of math at home. It is without, without specialized software. Yes. So ultimately, um, you know, I, I, I wish it was easy to say, use this formula <laughs> to, to determine, but we don't even have a formula that we're using necessarily other than we're focused on that probability of success. And I think it's worth, um, it's worth people going through that process to understand that. Uh, even people who are 10, 15 years from retirement are going through that process already knowing that, man, okay, if I put five more dollars in a month, this, this is how it affects me long-term or, huh, that didn't affect me as much as I thought. I'd rather just get the house paid off by the time I retire, because that's real cash flow that's no longer going out, right? Because ultimately, retirement is a cash flow 
situation. It's not a rate of return. That's important, but but it's all about cash flow, which is why we typically have our clients debt-free by the time they hit uh, retirement. Um, for business owners, calculating can be difficult because you're trying to determine if you're going to sell your business or transition your business, what does that income look like? And that's something that you have to start working on years before you get there, not something that you just decide uh, on a, on a whim. (laughs) You got to be able to show typically three good years of solid performance to get the max dollars out of your business. So you need to be working with a business consultant to make sure that, that you're hitting those numbers. So when um, you hit your, your sale year that you can go with the best, your best foot forward. Right. Um, But ultimately I think the, the, the goal is obviously not to run out of money, but also be confident in the amount that you're getting is not going to go away. And I think that's what the, our financial planning process does for people is it allows them to go through that process to have the confidence that they're not going to run out of funds. Now there is a point at which you have so much money that it doesn't matter anymore. Right. We had a, we had a, uh, I had a consultation recently with one of our larger clients and that, that conversation had nothing to do with income. We already know we're optimizing <laughs> our income have been for years, but she's not happy. She's not dissatisfied with our firm. She's just not a happy individual. And so I chose to take that time to focus on legacy planning and say, what, is, what are you going to be known for? What's important to you? What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Right. And we determined that she, um, wanted to travel, but she wasn't traveling because she wasn't sure she had enough money. Right. And I was able to show her, (laughs) you know, take X amount of dollars and you can go travel. And her son's sitting right there with me in the conversation. And I said, you have a grandchild. She's 12 years old. Surely she would like to go to the beach. You know, you don't have to go by yourself. (laughs) <laughs> so a lot of times the planning process will kind of evolve into, into that going, okay, let's solve a, let's solve a problem. Um, you know, we've had other people that weren't traveling because of COVID and, and hopefully they're doing some traveling now, but um, ultimately the planning process gives um, confidence to your retirement. When you're confident, I think you can live a much more, uh, fruitful retirement. Well, what you're explaining is that literally people still have goals and objectives that are personal and, and professional at that point. And we're here to help. And part of the process and planning is that how do we finance these goals and objectives that people have? And it should be part of the plan, not exclusive of the plan. It's not right. over here. It's not a side plan. It's part of the plan. It's an expenditure, you know, in retirement. There's the things that you want to do. And we're here to help uh, provide that plan and the process we go through it, you know, to get there gives you a very high level of confidence that you can do that and continue on with the rest of your life and meet all your needs and objectives. When you're living in uncertain times, like a lot of us feel like we are right now, um, it's important. It's important that you think of things in, in a um, almost like buckets. You know, we don't have an official bucket system here. We don't advertise it that way, but it's kind of how we handle it is we have that two to three years of expenses in cash or something very cash-like. Right. Then the next bucket is the money you probably won't need for the next 10 years. Typically, that's 
uh, or your three to 10 year bucket. That's, that's typically ends up being like your bond portfolio, which has about a four to five year um, maturity range. Right. And then your third bucket is your stocks. And this is what gives you probably the most anxiety except for 2022 when bonds uh, through a fit, <laughs> but stocks, you know, that's what you see in the news. That's probably drives your feelings, uh, emotions about investing. So when we have, when we talk about that bucket, that bucket you'll probably never touch. You'll probably never touch the stocks out of your portfolio. Uh, maybe a long-term care event, uh, something along those lines. But that stock portfolio, the gains are being harvested. They're being pushed back into cash. The dividends are coming into cash, which you're spending during retirement. It doesn't mean that it won't go negative because you know price moves up and down every single day. But over, the, over your lifetime, you're probably not touching the stock bucket at all. So really we have to hone in on uh, when we think about um, emotions and investing and how we feel about our money, you want to eliminate those things uh, from your thoughts that that the, the stock is, is going to be very, very long-term focused. And then the income is what you're really living on uh, in the, in the, in the now. Right. And that's what's inside your cash bucket. So ultimately, you know, how much income can you derive in retirement depends on your social security strategy. Typically waiting will actually increase your overall income long-term. It depends on obviously your pension. Every family is different. I mean, we've, we have families that have military pension, airline pension, and they were great savers and they're in, they're on great track. Right. And then we have people who um, were small business owners, businesses did okay. Uh, but that everything they have is inside uh, from that business sale. Then we have people who worked W-2 jobs their entire lives and they just saved money. And so they have social security and they, oh, I should say the small business owners don't have a whole lot of social security because they didn't pay in, pay in uh, the whole time. But uh, W-2 workers did pay in and then they have their lifetime savings. And so in that, in that scenario, um, it's the same formula, right? You're just getting income from different places. And so ultimately that's, that's going to be how we're going to determine income is 4%. Our software will allow you to go eight, nine, you know, 7% withdrawal rate to smooth it out to something under 4% for your lifetime on average. Uh, DIYers at home are going to be probably feeling like they're really pinching things because they're not comfortable watching that balance fall while they're waiting on social security, which in the end hurts them. Kind of, kind of shoots themselves in the in the foot because they're not getting the max income that they can from their portfolio. Ultimately, though, bringing it back full circle, none of this has to do with annuities. None of this has to do with <laughs> you know quote guaranteed income. Essentially, we're doing with your money what annuity companies doing with your money for a fraction of the cost of buying an annuity, being stuck in it for fourteen years, and not even participating in the upside of the, the market. 2022 is a terrible year. The last decade's been great for investing. You missed it all if you're inside of an annuity. So it's ultimately um, what we want to be able to do is show people that there is a path. It doesn't have to be emotional. We can show you that through proper cash management, through proper portfolio management, low-cost, long-term focused index funds, that you can live a very prosperous life without having to buy big expensive products they give you a false sense of security that's why we have the download it's on the website 
that's why um, I think that blog is the most viewed blog. Um, I mean, we were talking thousands of views on this thing um, because people are searching going, man, you know, it sounds like a great pitch, but just something's not quite right. Yeah, it's tempting, <laughs> but then they remember having seen that blog or something on our <laughs> website. Right. They're good checking, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah. we have a, a very sweet client who uh, came to us many, many years ago. It was back when I was doing uh, airline pilot retirement uh, workshops. And uh, the pilot said, I want my mom to talk to you because I don't remember what you said about annuities, but I remember there was a big red slide. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i did on the on the you know we had two hours of like dave ramsey type stuff and just like guys don't be stupid with your money and and uh, and you know we, we talked about product sales and stay away from your 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 banker brokerage company you know trying yeah. to sell annuities and and i so i built this red slide that just said you know pilots in red don't don't go don't together do right <laughs> uh ultimately guys um do the download. Give us a call. We'll be happy to help you with financial planning. This was not supposed to be an infomercial. It kind of came out that way. Uh, that's partially because there's a lot of financial planning firms out there that don't do, um, well, I should say, there are a lot of good financial planning firms that focus on planning first, but they're very hard to find. They don't have the big budgets that the big guys have. And most advisors are trying to sell products. They're trying, they, they make their money by you doing a transaction with them. And that's not how our industry really should be working anymore. We should have evolved now to where we give unbiased advice, but only 4% of firms actually do that. There's only 4% of firms are actually fee only firms. Most of them are fee based, which means that they act as fiduciaries at the beginning of the conversation. And by the end of the conversation, they're no longer fiduciaries. And now they operate under the suitability rules of selling you a product. And that's very confusing to me. Um, TD Ameritrade used to advocate against that business model, even though majority of their advisors on the platform were probably fee, fee-based advisors. Fee-only advisors, uh, we don't sell anything. We sell, we're giving, giving advice. We do charge uh, asset management fees. That's kind of how the world works in our world. But I always tell our clients that about 75% of that is planning and about 25% of that fee is your job, Brad, portfolio management, right? That's right. So we allocate our hours serving our clients. Exactly. All right, Brad, thanks. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for listening to a Wiser Retirement Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. That way you don't miss any new episodes. We'd also appreciate if you could leave a rating and review. If you have any questions about anything that was discussed today, head to wiserinvestor.com and reach out. This episode was produced and edited by Ken Hoadley. This podcast is strictly for informational purposes only and is not to be considered as investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell any financial products, securities, digital assets, or any other investment vehicles or a basis to make any financial decisions. Wiser Wealth Management Incorporated is a registered investment 
investment advisor with the SEC. The host and or guest may personally own securities, digital assets, or other investment vehicles mentioned on this podcast. Neither the host nor guest of the show are compensated for their participation, and no referral fees are paid to or received by any host or guest for clients, listeners, or similar interests. Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor, tax professional, insurance professional, and or legal professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.